pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, Good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359, and in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Listening to the John DePietro Show, folks, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, can always listen online at the website dipetro.com it's monday it is the final day of february and uh what an incredible turn of events last week was definitely a pivotal time in history you know it's amazing just uh you think of what went down last week how sentiment immediately pivoted over the course of the weekend you go back to wednesday night when we uh, heard that russia was invading ukraine a lot of people waking up to what was going on there wasn't weren't sure what exactly to expect and then folks the entire world has united over just the past couple of days all in support of ukraine this russian invasion putin is evil putin needs to go putin needs to be stopped putin is the aggressor there's no compromise with him it's all strength you want to talk about bravery talk about the president of ukraine Zelensky, who has lit up the world as this electrifying leader showing his people he folks they are willing to fight to the death football is over the season's over the olympics are over not that a lot of people watched it but now you have a new drama that's playing out And what i mean by that is people are riveted you see americans i mean boom in the course of 48 hours suddenly people are waking up the nato alliance is strong this is a battle of good versus evil and, and you have to go back I recognize there are some people that are kind of late to the party here this didn't you know it's all accurate this didn't happen overnight this wasn't just a a quick short thing that just happened you know this has been building over time he's been planning this meaning putin for some time he is evil he is a dictator he is a brutal killer and he needs to be eliminated and the world needs to stand up to him period end of story there's no compromise with this guy he doesn't have the right to pick which countries are members of nato he started this invasion he was not attacked you can go on and on about but and this and wait a minute and well they did that and this this comes down to one individual who is seemingly more people describing as off the rails uh i think during COVID, he really started to feel his mortality he wants to go down like an alexander the great a great conqueror he wants to restore restore territories and countries to russia he doesn't care about the russian people he doesn't care who he takes down with him he is the 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 most hated enemy in the world is putin and and hopefully the russian people can rise up the the ukraine people are united i'm not going to get into who's wrong how we should be you just have to know you have to know this was building and let's just be very clear there were times uh especially when when you know president bush putin wasn't doing any of this really under president bush it really was under president obama he started to push and president obama was smug and president obama someone that they called this correctly by the way was mitt romney he did and obama was so smug and the 80s called and they want their their policy back and all this other foolishness but make no mistake about it you can go through all this this is about eastern europe and he wants to control all those countries that one time were the soviet union 
So I recognize a lot of people that there's a lot of partisan politics in our country. But what this really comes down to is someone that is just on a he is on the mission that what he is going to do. So I want to play um, yesterday uh, just a little bit. This is Mitt Romney reacting to uh, what happened uh, with Dana Bash. Uh, in 2012. I want you to listen to that and we'll talk on the other side. When you were asked what's the biggest geopolitical threat President Obama. America, you said Russia. Not Al-Qaeda. You said Russia. In the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back because you know, the Cold War's been over for 20 years. Wow. I have clear eyes on this. I'm not going to wear rose-colored glasses when it comes to Russia or Mr. Putin. He was right. I need to tell you that you were mocked for saying that. Yep. Thoughts now? Well, first of all, uh, politics is a uh, extraordinarily interesting game. Uh, as you know, President Obama didn't quote what I actually said. What I said was uh, Russia was a geopolitical foe. He, I didn't say they were a threat. Uh, and a geopolitical foe, they obviously were and continue to be because Russia continues to fight us in every venue they have. They support the world's worst actors, uh, whether Assad in Syria, Maduro in Venezuela, Kim Jong-un in, in uh, North Korea. This is what they do. They basically poke us in the eye everywhere they can. Uh, China is the greatest threat to us long term, economically, militarily. And Russia, in a lot of respects, is circling the drain, given their shrinking population, uh, their weak economy. John McCain used to joke that Russia is a gas station parading it's a nation. So, uh, but they are a geopolitical adversary, poking us where they can, as I've said. Uh, and I, you know, I, I don't look back so much and worry about what, what says is said during a political uh, campaign. What does concern me is that we've had president after president, not just President Obama, President Trump, President Bush, who, who were resetting relations with Russia, hoping as they looked at the eyes of Vladimir Putin, they could see a responsible person. Uh, and John McCain was, was right. He said he looked into Vladimir Putin's eyes and saw the KGB. And that's what we're seeing, a small, evil, feral-eyed man That's right. who is trying to shape the world in the image where once again, Russia would be an empire, and that's not going to happen. And the people of the world see him and see Russia for what it is, and they're saying, no, we will fight for freedom. And what we're seeing is inspiring, it is powerful, yep. and it will help change the world in a positive way. That's right. Well, given the way you just described Vladimir Putin, how worried are you that he is going to try to invade other non-NATO countries in the region, Finland, for example, or mm. even NATO allies like Poland? Well, every tyrant uh, will judge what next step they take based upon the response to the last step. Now, of course, in the past, he invaded Georgia. He invaded uh, Ukraine by going into Crimea. Uh, he, he has obviously gone into our elections and, and attacked our cyber systems. And in each of these things, our response was tepid. And, and as a res result, uh, he feels emboldened to go into Ukraine. We finally are saying no, and in part because of people with phones and courage from the people of Ukraine, the world recognizes the difference between good and evil here. And, uh, and this, I think, is going to reset his calculation of what he would do. But let there be no confusion. Were he to attack a nation where we have an agreement to protect that nation under Article 5 in the NATO uh, articles, where... Uh, in, in fact, an attack on one is an attack on all. We will respond with full force. We have a responsibility. We are people of honor and integrity, and we will fulfill our commitments. Now, folks, that is uh, Massachusetts, former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney. And listen, it's uh, and, and I know over the past couple of years and the way he was uh, treated and so forth. But you, you, you just you can't um, say enough that he is he is exactly right of the money. I need people need to. You got to understand this goes well beyond uh, American politics. It's not about that. You're talking right now. The Kremlin has sent 400 mercenaries into Kiev to assassinate President Zelensky. Now, I talked about this group last week. It's the Wagner Group. They're private militia. They are a company. He sends them as troops all over the world. Private militia, uh, the Wagner Group. These are, these are trained killers, and. They have 23 kill lists, including Zelensky and the cabinet, and they are waiting for word. Now, these are professional, trained military 
mercenaries, killers for hire, 400 of them, an army for hire brought in. He's not even taking any chances with his own Russian army. Huge sum for the mission. He pays them. I mentioned that 10 million a month and they take out people and take land in, uh, in Africa for him in different parts of the world. Think about that. He has 400 paid assassins, the, the Wagner group, um, a source with knowledge actually said this between 2000 and 4000 had actually arrived in Ukraine, but with different missions. So he doesn't just take chances with the Russian military. He has paid assassins that are set to go in. They are killers for hire and 400 of them are assigned to take out that President Zelensky, who is tremendous, as a matter of fact. And look at him. I'm still here and fighting it and a lot more. So, folks, again, the uh, you're watching uh, history unfold. It is uh, really remarkable. And we're going to have a lot more of this right here on the John DePietro Show. The problem with your heating system, call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. 24 emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Residential services, as Coogie says, let us into your home don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, RE Coogan Heating. Proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now it's cold. It's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401 732-6562. It's Coogie. It's 24-hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, thepetro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor, anchorizing.com. It is Justin Katz. Justin, it seems like a long time ago, just based on the news of the week. But I'd like to start off. <clears throat> you had very interesting posting on folks, anchorizing.com. Last, last Monday night, a group of communists gathered <laughs> off Camp Street in Providence. Now, I had heard they would be at a... You know, they could say they were just reading Communist Manifesto and so forth. But, you know, I had actually heard they were there to gather almost like the celebration of the beginning of the, the uh, Russian invasion. And as they are there and reading and they're live streaming, a group of so-called, this group called 131, uh, they're described as a neo-Nazi group. They show up, they're banging on the window, they're shouting at them. The communists are shouting back at the group outside. Uh, they had, they did, they did do the ZKL, the Heil Hitler salute, Hail Hitler salute. They also did have, it was kind of an odd version of one, but kind of a Nazi flag, but they had their own ensemble. Well, my goodness. I mean, all hell broke loose. Uh, there was no window broken, no one hurt, shot, no building damage, but the aftermath of these two groups. And before I listen to your take and we'll discuss it, I do want to point out that these two, this was not highlighted enough, but these two groups knew each other. The name of this, um, quote, community library, the Red Ink, they'd kind of gone back and forth with this group on social media. And, and the, the members of the group that were had the masks on were yelling at the communists inside. They were saying like, oh, you want to say death to a Nazi? Or it, it almost seemed like they were expecting to show up. I, I don't know exactly. But, um, you know, it then resulted in a press conference and all these different leaders weighed in. And so I'd, I'd like to start off if you could just talk about the posting that you put up about this. Yeah, well, I, I, I kind of got a sense this was coming because very early I started to see posts from some of the fringe kind of progressive journalists in Rhode Island. Yep. And they were talking about how, oh, how's 
the Providence Journal hasn't responded to this yet. And it was just this, it seemed like nothing had happened. And so it, it you could feel it building up as one journalist yeah. after another thought they had to take it. And it just, it was all just so pathetic. It was like these two groups, they, it's like they're pretending they're back a century ago in Europe, yes. you know, the communists versus the socialists. And yeah. now the whole idea of it, um, I found, I did find a video from you the did. Nazi view. Yes. And that was that was, so you could see through the window and before then you had to kind of guess you know because they were talking about how big the crowd was and how there's so much they were so outnumbered so it was actually about four to six socialists and maybe 10 to 12 of the the white supremacists out in a in a street and it was just it was so sad it was so quick it was noisy and they left and immediately under two yeah, minutes yes. yeah immediately the socialists were on social media you know fun, trying to fundraise come to our events and it's just so so phony and then you, you see it building up and a journalist start to pick it up and then you get to where every politician in the state feels like they have to comment on this now they don't they don't comment when you know female college students are are That's put right. in the hospital by yeah. by gangs that are probably almost as big as the Nazi gang. Um, and, but that, but this, this is a threat to everything. So the whole thing just feels so contrived and, and phony and um, it kind of almost laughable. It's like, it's like, a, you know, if I were young, I'd want to go find these people and, and intervene with my friends and you know, break them up and, and have fun with it. But, but it's just, it becomes this big issue. And you've got the Black Lives Matter of, of Rhode Island, the PAC, that's talking about how this is, they're the greatest threat facing greatest Rhode Island. Greatest threat in Oops, Rhode America. Island. A whole I mean, I, I found, I, the only reason I found the video was I was, I was trying to find the group. Like, are they actually organized? What is this? Is this just some, some guys who do this pranking thing every now and then where they go out with a couple of flag and, um, but uh, one thing that really strikes me, though, is the the confusion on the left, especially with the identity politics and the Black Lives Matter. Uh, you had posted an image of this group when they were outside the Black Lives, the I don't think it was the pack, the actual Black no, Lives Matter. The actual there. one in Pawtucket, yes. Back uh, in and, so, and that flag, if you look at it closely, it says across the top, anti-communist, and on the bottom, anti-capitalist, and which, which really kind of struck me as funny because – uh, you know, you, you we keep hearing that white supremacy, capitalism is white supremacy, right? So uh, you, there's there's just no coherence to the the messaging on that at all. So here we are with you know the actual white supremacists are anti-capitalist, which which is pretty funny. I, so the whole thing is just a joke. What, what strikes me is the that the politicians and the media really want people to take it seriously, which which is oh, feels kind of like a propaganda thing that they're they're it trying does. to. I'm so glad you found the video. And folks, again, if you go to anchorising.com, Justin found it. Uh, I noticed the rest of the media, for whatever reason, then they they had no interest in seeing through different elements of the story that these groups kind of knew each other. But I, I actually looked at it, and the, the video was helpful because from beginning to end, they, they were simply there to interrupt the reading. That's what it was. And they even state that. And other than in the beginning, banging on the window to get their attention because their backs were turned. Uh, and then there was a little bit of shoving, but like I said, there was there were no windows broken. There was there was no one obviously shot and stabbed. They they could have gone into the building, and I'm glad your video showed that. If they wanted to, uh, they definitely you know the guy that came to the door then fell backwards because he was pushing with them. They easily could have entered because the next day and the day after Justin Kent, there was so much of they they were surrounding the building. They could have burned the building down. They could have you know, killed everyone inside there. They could have gone to a synagogue. And, and the fact that also really stood out, and again, folks, we're speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorizing.com, a segment of politics this week. Justin, is that there's no pushback. I mean, that Harrison Tuttle saying in the news, this is the greatest threat to Rhode Island is the white supremacy and the neo-Nazis. It, 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 as I had also put out on social media, literally a half mile from that spot, Maya Brophy Bayerman, August 1st, 24 years old from work, was shot and killed, a murder, still an unsolved murder. And Governor McKee put out information. If you have anything on this white supremacist communist, you know, fight back and forth, contact the police. The lieutenant governor did the same thing. Justin Katz, number one, what exactly was the crime other than the yelling back and forth? And he's never used the bully pulpit the governor. And he, nor has Sabina Matos, who who was the former Providence City Council president, lieutenant governor, they've never used it. The crimes in Providence, and I would absolutely argue 
that the real threat in Providence is obviously the gang violence, the murders that have taken place, not two extreme fringe groups basically yelling at each other through glass. Yeah, well, and not even, I mean, if you say extreme fringe groups, it almost sounds like they're dangerous. I mean, they're just they're just a bunch of punk kids, basically, so and some retreads. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, but definitely the gangs are the the major threat and that you know one thing that bugs me is you never hear you would think there were there used to be groups like i I don't know i think it was called the aclu and stuff that that defended civil liberties and when you've got every politician in the state the governor the the lieutenant governor mayors saying we need to get information and investigate these people for what for i mean they're they're gross but it's the first amendment. I mean, right. they're allowed to speak. I mean, there's no, it's just, it's incredible. And, and, and honestly, you wouldn't even know there might've been some shoving except for the Nazi video, which makes me wonder if it was like, maybe the socialist was trying to back up and tripped or something. And they were just trying to make it seem like they were violent and pushed him or something. Cause nobody made any, made any noise about that happening. But the, but the, the idea that we ought to be investigating this one, as you say, there, there are murders going on. Oh, there are my God. college kids being assaulted constantly over by Providence college. This, these, are, these are the things. And I, I don't know why people, where people are in Rhode Island or even in the media, you know, who pay attention or paid to pay attention where they are with, you know, calling them out and saying, well, first of all, what about the first amendment? And second of all, what about the actual violence? doing about that put aside right. put aside the guys in the costumes with their with their you know one three one or whatever face masks on like cowards showing their face you know put them aside let's talk about the actual violence that's putting people in a, in a morgue and in a hospital and that that's just not on their that's not on their agenda there's no social media tears cried for that at all and and um a lot of the the local reporting it, it's basically come down to those types of groups like the, the the Black Lives Matter pack, they, there's really no just in reporting. It's basically just hand the microphone, put the microphone in front of them, and then let them say whatever they want. There's no element of pushback because I, I had even mentioned if we're to take this group at face value, even though I agree, they just look a bunch of yeah, I, I wasn't lost on me also. It was the first night of school vacation, by the way, and maybe they could be out late. Uh, someone in that area told me they, they it was actually Massachusetts plates that drove away, so it sounds like they've been came in from mass weren't even rhode island people but on the group that is described as being anti-semitic which would certainly make sense with the uh you know the zeke hale and the, and the nazi flag even though there seems to be these swastikas and so what popping up all over the place whether it be the cemetery or different places like that but i i covered back in the fall the um the group the rhode island coalition for israel they had a protest against black lives matter because they maintain that they're anti-Semitic. And so, you know, the, the fact is for, for him to be, and the, the news gave him plenty of play um, in spouting that often in the window of this red ink is a Black Lives Matter sign. But th- th- that group is actually accused of being anti-Semitic. And yet it, it doesn't, I don't think it even comes into the reporter's mind that that type of question should be asked. Oh, no, not at all. Because everybody, you know, you, you kind of have to conclude that everybody knows it's all just a show and all just yeah. a game. Um, and well, everybody in the media, which makes you wonder why they're trying to make people scared as if they're gangs of Nazis roaming the street, right. beating people up. And it's it's just not the case. And I don't know why, why the fear mongering. I, I mean, I, I wonder if I kind of hope people are tuning them out at this point, but um, it's just so, I mean, it's as if they have no, nothing else to go after. Uh, And, but, and and then you start to think maybe it's a, maybe it's something of a trap. I know Blake Filippi, the house minority leader, he kind of, he kind of got, tangled up in it a little bit talking about how nobody talks about the evils of communism. Um, But which was a, you know, in, in, the right spirit of the whole jokey thing, I think, but uh, I, it's almost like that's what they're doing is they're setting these traps where they, they then can turn around to any actual Republicans or conservatives in the state, try to trip them up with agreeing with, with Nazis. I know one guy asked me, do you, do you, do you, uh, disavow Putin. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's, I mean, he's a socialist. Holy first cow. The whole, yeah, it's 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 a, it's like a big political, a dishonest political game, and I, I hope they know. I hope they have a they they feel like they're not actually getting people scared because that would be just wrong if they if they knew they were riling people up and scaring 
scaring them over over nothing. Folks, a quick break. A lot more Rhode Island uh, politics this week with Justin Cass, managing editor, AnchorRising.com, right here on the John DePetro Show. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable Fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, residential and commercial, it's Henry Oil. Give them a call. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Remember, online at henryoil.com. Go with the original. Go with the best. It's Henry Oil. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, just for a moment, I, I want to stay with the, <coughs> excuse me, the whole confrontation of the, quote, neo-Nazis, this group 131, and uh, the communists that were there. And as you say, it was, it was almost like a parody in a way. Everybody weighed in. But the one that even weighed in that I was not lost on me was Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline. And the reason why, to me, that was significant was he seemingly, he never weighs in on Rhode Island things. He was the former mayor of the city. And I go back to, you had the, the Black Lives Matter, the BLM riot at the Providence Place Mall. That was the first week, uh, first week of June, 2020. The, you know, they ran into the mall. They smashed a lot of windows, did a lot of damage. They torched the police cruiser. They uh, lit a store on fire. He never issued one comment. He didn't condemn it of any kind. And then, you know, look at just last summer. You had that, you know, the footage went nationwide of the ATV riders dragging that woman, the mother out of the car and beating her. Never said a word about that. Again, I go back to a half a mile from that bookstore where it was the girl from Warwick, Maya Brophy Bayerman. And by the way, Governor McKee and Matto saying, if you have any information about the that group, the neo-Nazis, contact police. The, the Maya situation, that's still an unsolved murder. So, you know, Governor McKee, it actually would have been timely to say, hey, this is terrible what happened. Anyone with information come forward, like that type of thing. But Cicilline, all those things he does not weigh in on, all the violence of last year, the shootings in Providence. And yet this is what he weighs in on, which if you look at it, Justin, most of the, the group, there were only like three of them talking. The rest of them were just standing there and yelling. I mean, I don't know. It, it reminded me of like, again, I to Bishop Hendrickson and you know a lot of times you'd see the Hendrickson kids on the time standing at the bus stop and if you had 10 or 12 it's usually like a green light for like two of them at least or three to throw snowballs in the wintertime because then if somebody stops how do you tell there's you know, 12 young guys standing there at the bus stop so um but again like Cicilline even jumped in uh, on the whole issue of the thing yeah well this is I mean nationally this is how they construct narratives right and yes. It's become a cliche, like with the with the uh, racist attacks, you know, vandalism and such, that it's almost always a hoax or a, a false flag. That's right. And and that's but what they do is they if you get even across the country, I mean, it's it's almost like the guys sitting around and if two of them throw snowballs and there are ten of them, who knows who did it? If we across a country of three hundred something million people, if you get a few, you know, a dozen people willing to do hoaxes or or make a small incident seem like a big one, uh, like this, then it starts to you. Can can start to make it feel with the help of the news media like that i mean this was this was in the new york times i mean yeah if it starts to make it feel like there was there's actually something brewing and i think that's that's where once you get to right. the national level they're trying to make people across the country feels like there's this organized white supremacy movement huh. which is why it starts to feel like yeah maybe i kind of i kind of joke that i well, initially I thought, well, they, that was just a socialist rigging this and faking something so they could get attention for their event. But then when they admitted that there were so many people outside compared to who in, was inside, it seemed like, you know, if it were a hoax, they probably would have signed more people to actually attend the event. Than That's to, right. To protest Good it. point. But, uh, but, they, but once you get to the national level, it's just whatever we can get, we're going we're gonna to try to make it because somewhere we're going to be able to 
tar that tar Donald Trump or tar somebody with this with some some weirdos in Providence, and it's 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 really it gets it's it should be objectionable to most people, but I I don't know if most people pay enough attention to to pick up on the scam of it. They just see the headlines or the tweets, and they assume that it's it's telling the truth, which is and, really can't be done anymore. And on the live stream. Um... One of the communists even said, all right, we, we have a situation here. We have 50 Nazis outside. That did make <laughs> you think that, wait a minute, maybe maybe this was planned in some way. Again, uh, when I went on the Twitter feed of that Red Ink, you can see that they had posted or shared a photo of this group that apparently has like been joring back and forth with is a, a similar type of, quote, community leftist library up in the Boston area. I forget where exactly. It could be in like Newton or Brookline. Um, and they had shared a, a picture of the of this group one, three, one from the, the John Brown gun club had identified them. Now they're the extreme left progressives in, in T4 almost that they, they do carry handguns. Um, they were the ones that got involved at the Wyatt detention center when, you know, one of the members did show up, one of the guys at the Wyatt, he, he did in fact have a, have a handgun on him. But I come back to, you know, governor McKee, anyone with information contact the police. And I even asked our legal expert and what was the crime? What was it? The flag? Was it the, banging on the window they you know black lives matter smashed all the windows and what do they say people over property and as i said no one was shot no one was stabbed the amount of shootings that i've covered and murders in providence and actually innocent people Pawtucket, and 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 this is what they got upset about basically like if they had not banged on the glass stood on the sidewalk just again i i don't know if a lot of people realize that in the First Amendment, you under the you, you could do that, and they actually, if they had stayed on the sidewalk and were just chanting, they, they wouldn't have been breaking the law. They they are allowed to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And unless there's some kind of noise ordinance, maybe they would have had to put the bullhorn down or something like that. Um, but that's that's exactly it, that's exactly it. In fact, uh, Andrew Morris, who's one of the writers for Anchor Rising, was on. Uh, was on Twitter exchanging with people, comparing it to, you know, the, when the Black Lives Matter folks went down the street in, in Providence um, and harassed people at the hotel, at the restaurant tables outside. Like, is that okay? I mean, that was a much bigger crowd, much more organized. Uh, that was threatening. Just, just so people understand, it was on Federal Hill. That was 150 people. And, and they were very confrontational and telling people to leave if you don't like it. And they completely destroyed the atmosphere up there. And... When I was covering them at Federal Hill, they were there for a, they were there for a while. I'm, I'm going to say like a good 20, 25 minutes. It was allowed. This was start to finish them getting out of the car, walking over. Uh, and I'm so glad you picked up on the tape of them. It was literally under two minutes. And as soon as a police car over the loudspeaker says, hey, you there, disperse, <laughs> they immediately, boom, beeline for their car. They didn't stop. They didn't fight the police they didn't go with they they immediately got in their cars and left yeah oh yeah and that was that was kind of fun aftermath with the the progressive reporters uh, oh i'm gonna get the the body camera footage from the police well, what do you what do you expect to see it's all of them right. pulling up they all walk in a store like oh okay what are we doing here i don't know I don't know. let's go i mean it's just it's it's so it's so sad and pretend but but to but to compare it with you know the the la actual riots actual harassment yeah. of people just having dinner uh that the the idea that you're not that this is supposed to be worse than any of that it's just they're pulling our legs yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do wonder if they if they do think that. And then what what do you make of uh, minority leader Blake Filippi wandered in and said, I condemn both of them. How come no one's condemning the communists? You know, at the very least, how about the fact the poor taste that you're having celebrating communism, reading Communist Manifesto, reading that as Russia is in, invading Ukraine, there, there was seemingly nothing wrong with people and, and and you also notice they were trying to skip over that part justin some of the more progressive and liberal were just trying to say it was just a group doing a book reading it, they didn't really want the public to know you know this weren't people doing algebra or you know listening to like a, a bestseller speak this, this was you know that's a little off the whole thing of doing the communist reading to begin with 
Yeah, it was, it was kind of a mixed, it's a lot of the coverage, a com, calling it a community library. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, that's kind of a stretch. That makes it feel like, you know, the, the little old lady with the library at the librarian's <laughs> desk, giving kids right. books and stuff. And, but on the other hand, I, I think it was the Boston Globe was one of the first mainstream stories out was this, is an, it's an event across thousands of people across the world, celebrate them. <laughs> what? Thousands? How many people are on the planet? I mean, it's just, yeah. just, they, they tried to make it seem like the, it was some big event on behalf of the communists even so it was kind of a kind of a, a split almost like they were trying to pretend it was nothing special for the communists or and on the other hand oh people love communists i it, it's a very weird place to be in in our culture right now and justin i didn't mean to interrupt i want to set the stage but tell me about the comments back and forth about what happened on federal hill oh well it was just um andrew was trying to trying to <laughs> debate with some of the progressives to say okay what is your principle here what's the offense what's the when is it okay for a mob to disrupt other people's lives and a lot of them would oh well well this was at night and they were it came it came down to you know we think they're wrong but but andrew's point was was really we're we're they're establishing a double a special standard for left-wingers progressives communist socialists they're allowed to do things because they're just good and that's right. that's okay whereas you know at some point it was you know it got down to um the the progressive sam Howard, howard i think it is uh he, he's saying well you can't compare nazis to people protesting social justice well you're that's missing the point and, and i i swear I've, I've never seen somebody prove the other person's point so thoroughly and, and not see that they had done it but they that's really you know and that, i think that's what some of the activists are trying to do and uh, i think pretty obviously with black lives matter and antifa we've seen over the years it's really to establish that they are allowed to do things that other people aren't and that you know that conversation go, can start to go into january 6th last year right yeah you know I mean? after after two years of watching riots and destroying cities uh and frankly you know stealing elections to this was that was mild compared but that was supposedly this horrible insurrection uh and so i think and we're and we're also seeing i mean it's really global at this point i mean just a week or two ago we were watching canada to crack down on truckers and seize their bank accounts that's exactly what putin's doing to the people protesting for peace in russia that's right Uh, you know that's his own you know his own people protesting him to be clear that's i mean it's getting hard to miss this kind of double standard where the same activity is good or bad depending how it affects the narrative that the mainstream folks want to portray you know i think it was the reporter from channel 12 that even you know really wanted the headline and highlights of someone inside saying it was horrifying and absolutely horrifying and terrifying you know the keep in mind the people doing the communist reading as we know Think of the people that, you know, have died on a raft trying to escape communist Cuba to get to the United States. You know, being on a raft surrounded by sharks trying to get to Florida, I I would think that's horrifying. That's how bad communist Cuba was and what the people willing to try to do to get out of it. And the same thing with communist Russia, A, a group of people having a reading and some people basically banging on the window and disrupting it. That's all it really was. Again, as I say, there was no one harmed, but... For the media to accept this narrative of that is the biggest threat in Rhode Island, again, they, no one was killed, no one was shot. You have real gang murders going back and forth and retaliation and innocent people being killed in these gang wars. And, and there's no protest from Black Lives Matter. And you certainly don't have uh, Governor McKee and Cicilline and the lieutenant governor getting involved. Folks, another quick break. A lot more politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, 
And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, last week, Governor McKee made it official. He had a full day of activities. He's in the race. He's got all the mayors. Uh, the race is on. And what did you think of Governor McKee and his big announcement? He'd like to form. He'd like to be elected governor. He's just been fulfilling Governor um, Raimondo's term. But what did you think of the big uh, McKee announcement? You know, it 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 was struck me as conflict contrary to the way he's actually governed. I mean, as you say, he had all the mayors out there, including yeah. the Republican from Cranston, which made for an awkward moment when somebody asked McKee if that meant that he was endorsing him. And he said, no. Like, well, why is he at your announcement ceremony? It started I to know. feel like like yeah. a, something was being staged or set up. So he but he did have the mayors, which, you know, early on when when I was still hopeful for McKee, his his municipal experience was part of it. He would have some sympathy for actually executives at that level. And he also made a big deal out of small businesses. But in his time in office, he has done nothing. Uh, and it's been it's been striking how little he's done either for municipalities or for small businesses. I mean, he's been like the the labor union inside progressive governor. But now now that he needs to differentiate himself, he's back to being um, being for, for small, for communities and, and small businesses. And it's just, uh, honestly, he, he really, it's starting to feel really phony at this point. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And, um, the Republicans still do, do not have a candidate. Um, looking at the CD2 race, um, we definitely had some action, more people getting into the race or seemingly at least kicking the tires on it just against one is this Sarah Morgenthal. I, I don't know her. Um, definitely, you know, has some Democrat, credentials uh, her mother had i guess had run at one time in 88 against claudine schneider and then this woman i believe worked in the obama administration and then you have david siegel who was a big uh socialist communist very leftist figure who ran in 2010 he's doesn't even live in the district do you think is there some message out there between them and the republican tourists that has still not announced officially yet but i i think once again there are people that that seemingly must think that it's a very easy state to navigate and win people over because people that have, I mean, zero name recognition don't seem to have a lot of money. We have the other people. I think the number is now up to seven of Democrats with this CD2 race. And then we have Seth Magazina who's decided what I'll do is I'll, I'll take a picture outside restaurants and then I'll relate <laughs> to people like you go to lunch there and I go to lunch there. Um, what, what, any thoughts on the uh, CD2 race? Yeah, well, the the number of people kind of throwing their hats in makes me is starting, even though they're they're largely no name, uh, starts to make me feel like Magaziner made a big miscalculation. I think he thought he would yeah. he would waltz in, he'd be on a, on co no competition except for the Republican, and and he would be able to take it easily. Uh, and I think the the fact that people keep throwing their hats in the ring uh, suggests maybe he he didn't do enough to secure this is my position you know behind the scenes but i, I do i do enjoy his his tourist his district two tourist pictures yeah. but 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 one contrast i think is really stark and i think it may very well define the race as it goes forward is and i i, I don't know if alan fung the republican uh did this on purpose as a contrast but it really was one so you've got magaziner rest every day it seems like a different restaurant he's outside with the takeout bag not looking very happy progressives are actually tweeting back at him saying where's your mask seth you know oh. um, so but uh so he he looks like this like a sad tourist on his own going across the state take, getting takeout food alan fung tweets out at twin twin oaks with the with his his meal that he's had before you can tell he's holding it up he's smiling he's inside at the table looks comfortable yep. i mean that contrast to me I think is at this point definitive of the race. You've got the, right. the tourist and you've got the, the guy who lives there. Everybody knows lives there and who, who actually has enjoyed living there for a long time. Yeah. And I think that's, that may be one of the reasons 
it could be. I mean, a, a congressional seat's a big, a big thing to win. So if, if you're a relatively wealthy uh, person, like a lot of these progressives are, and you, you've got nothing else to do for the next year, campaigning is isn't too too is a pretty good gamble. But uh, right. the fact that they're coming out of the woodwork to run against him, I think I saw somebody said this is one of the most. I think Steve Frias actually said this is so far there there are more candidates in this race than there have been in a century or something yeah. like that. I'm not exactly, but sure, but. The fact that it's like that shows Seth Magaziner looks weak out of the gate. Uh, and I, I, so I think he's, he's probably pretty soon, if he's not already, going to regret jumping out of the governor's race. And, and you look at the calendar, Justin Katz, folks. I mean, it's, it's March, April, May, June, July, August is six months. And then, you know, granted, the, the primary, I, I believe it's September 13th, right around there. So it's, it's a little bit after Labor Day. But that's a short window. That's a short window to... You know, and, con- and conceivably early voting, unfortunately, will start uh, in August. So now you're talking about it's really like a five, five month, five and a half month window to really get this thing up and running. Now, there's two other topics I want to ask you about. And, and one is I, I just find it offensive. Uh, this is unprecedented where Governor McKee handing out state money as bonuses. Now he's claiming it's retention bonuses for state workers. Justin, I, I mean, I think I think most people know Um it's the old, you know, I know a guy. If you want to get a state job, first of all, there isn't this like he doesn't they don't know what worker retention is. Talk with a lot of the restaurants or businesses that simply cannot get workers because they were getting paid to stay home. Uh, this business that somehow they can't find state workers or people are funding to leave. I, I just simply don't believe it. And then we also learned that apparently the speaker and the Senate president, they just out of nowhere are giving bonuses to their staff and then. We also learned, uh, Kathy Gray found out that McKee is giving out these bonuses that will hit in July, right before early voting starts, for non-union workers that happen to work at the colleges. I, I, I look at this as, number one, it's a terrible precedent. Number two, it's really unfair to taxpayers. And number three, it, it just shows when, when there's plenty of money laying around, they never think to return it to the people that actually paid it. It's, it's like they go on a spending spree for votes and favors. Yeah, you, you know, it says it's as if it just gets more and more insulting. I mean, it was bad enough when when state workers who never lost their jobs yeah. were getting bonuses for getting vaccinated. That then that was that was put aside. Now it's a retention bonus, and as you say, huh. retention. I mean, that's this is these are like fiefdom jobs these are the yes. things people hope to get they leave yeah. the private sector to take these jobs because right. you they you get they're so they, they're so lucrative and you get such a you get the pension and you get to be an insider and all those perks of that and, for life yeah, yeah yeah exactly and and there could be a pandemic that wiped out the country and you'd still have your job because that you're they're not going to lay you off i mean at, at worst there'd be a furlough perhaps with pay promised later on i mean that's it just gets more and more insulting and then as you as you've been predicting it catches on it's not just one takes it and all the rest go oh that was nice that they got that it's the general assembly uh kathy Gregg was reporting it's, that the courts are giving them out now yeah. the judiciary you, the university of rhode island it's just every every union now and also even even the unions that are kind of at this point quasi government workers like um, child care providers are getting bonuses from 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 their unions connected with the states it got to the point where Kathy Gregg actually asked are you know following Massachusetts and Maine maybe is Rhode Island going to start giving bonuses to lower income private sector workers um, which I, I think would be a bad idea but it's a reasonable question I mean these those are people who did lose their jobs who are struggling unlike you know, right. very well-paid uh, government workers um, but no no not at all not a, not in the cards if it, if it were it's, it would be a, a buyout but one one big thing there even even to you know salt in the wound of that is in Maine and Massachusetts you're talking a few hundred bucks of bonuses this is a three thousand dollars per yeah. per employee in, of the state it adds up. I mean, we're, we're talking, oh, we're, we're getting near $50 million at this yes. point for all of these things. So it's just, it's, it's just insulting. And it shows you how much we've got like a privileged class who just, who just take, who get the money. I mean, and, and it's basically stolen from everybody else and, and to make sure that this aristocracy never has to, never has to feel any pain uh, and has its votes nice and bought. And then finally, uh, Justin, if you could just uh, explain a little bit about the, the Zach Pereira. I know you were writing about it and something that he had posted and your posting on it was excellent. And it's just a matter of you've switched out some of the words. 
it would never be allowed. But it, it's it's great insight to how they think. Yeah, it, it bothered me. I mean, I've been watching, and I think you've caught some wind of it. Tara Mack is has really yes. been tearing up Twitter lately, yeah. and I, to the point that I think she's she's probably just trolling conservatives yeah. at this point. But uh, she had. Uh, I guess Florida um, is is trying to grapple with this idea that schools are are lying to parents about uh, their, when their children think they're transgender, uh, which I've we've commented on up here. Is I mean, how do you how do you implement something where you're lying to parents? But one one legislator tried to make it a little bit more restrictive in Florida. Tierra Mac said this is an attack on on uh, on all. Uh, gay people and it's all Republicans, not just in Florida. Don't ignore it just because it's in Florida. And so this candidate for the political co-op, the progressives, Zach Pereira, he he said the Republicans are coming for the LGBTQ, uh, which is, well, first of all, made me feel, reminded me of David Cicilline's kind of rhetoric, the Republicans are coming for you. But it, yeah. it's just so they're coming for you. And it, it occurred to me, and he he has in his bio that he's a, he works in an admissions office for a local college. It occurred to me that if, if somebody had, say a Christian candidate had said the, the, the LGBTQ are coming for you, you fight back, vote for me. It, that would be controversial <laughs> to say the least. And you would, you can bet that the college would be asked by somebody, uh, activists, probably the media, they'd be asked, well, how, how can this person be on your admissions, you know, dealing with kids? If, what happens if a, a gay kid comes in? You have to start to wonder those things. Uh, and the progressives don't leave this stuff alone. If they can go for blood on this stuff, they do. And that's unfair. But, uh, you know, the, the question has to be asked. Can, can, a, can a guy who's using rhetoric like that really be expected to, to respect uh, the, the people he's supposed to be serving on his job and certainly the people he'd have to be representing if he were elected in Warwick. So, yeah. uh, it, you know, it, it was a small thing. I didn't, I didn't make too much of a big deal out of it, but I think these things have to be pointed out because, yeah. you know, hopefully I keep in the back of my mind, maybe they don't realize they're doing it. You know, I, I have that, that kind of naive hope, I guess, maybe, maybe they don't realize how unreasonable and unfair they're being. And if it's pointed out, they'll, they'll kind of say, Oh yeah, that probably was a little too far, but, uh, so I think it's important to note these things, but, you know, not the biggest deal, but it, it, maybe we can start to edge away some of the hypocrisy of the left. Folks, again, he is the managing editor at anchorising.com. Our segment is politics this week. Justin Katz, excellent job as always. Stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway how do you know it's brother's disposal because it's a purple dumpster look for them on facebook and give them a call for an estimate 401-688-0517 get a dumpster in your driveway maybe you're cleaning out your basement your garage unwanted belongings maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out clean it out with brother's disposal they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother roland today at brother's disposal 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. Look for them on Facebook. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. Question of the John DePietro Show brought to you by Realtor Pat Elston. Call Pat today. Four zero one. 474-5253. There's a link right directly to her on the website, dipetro.com. Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Pat services all of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Contact Pat Elston today, 401-474-5253. And you can find her right on the website, dipetro.com.